Cody. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's God's But Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying to get to the ring. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Yo, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> you gonna do it like it might be day? You gonna do it like it your be day? <laughs> oh, man, this is King Known Uncensored. Um, we gonna call this episode Mama Said Knock You Out. How, how fitting, right? <laughs> Man, I know, I know, I know I'm an NBA and music channel, but damn it, that fight was fucking epic, bro. Y'all don't know, a lot of y'all, it's a lot of shit that y'all don't know about me. Like, I know boxing, I know a little bit about boxing, too. This ain't a boxing station. This probably might be the only time you'll hear me talk boxing shit. But this is your boy, King No Man, the hottest and most controversial opinion in the streets right now. And man, man, man. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight. That was one of the best fights that I've ever seen. Definitely top 10. And on the back end, on the back end, I've seen some epic ass fights. I have. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some epic ass fights. But this one was incredible, dude. From start to finish. It was multiple knockdowns. This was a classic heavyweight fight. 
these remind me of the fights that I used to see, like when I was a kid, you know, with Tyson and Holyfield, you know, the Hasim Rahmans, you know what I'm saying, the Lennox Lewis's, the Roy Jones Jr. Antonio Tarver saga, you know, sometimes you have to look in the mirror and just say, this nigga really has my number. Deontay Wilder came into the game undefeated. You know, he was like 40 and 0. I think I think he won 40 straight fights or no, it was 41 fights in a row and 40 of them ended in knockout until he came across Tyson Fury who was also an undefeated champion. And you know, he had just you know, I hate to bring this shit up but you know he had a drug problem and he overcame addiction to come back and fight Deontay Wilder and the first fight it was a draw I think Deontay Wilder won that fight that's just me personally because like I said it was two knockdowns to zero and Tyson Fury and Wilder were pretty much even the whole fight they had their moments but Deontay Wilder stayed up the whole time and was in complete shape. Now that second fight, Deontay Wilder looked terrible in that second fight. He looked unprepared. He, you know, his ego was out of control at that time. And Tyson Fury beat the shit out of that dude. Now this time around, it was a little bit different. Deontay Wilder changed up his fighting style this time around. You understand? He changed his fighting style to um, because he knew Tyson Fury was a boxer boxer. You know what I'm saying? He was fighting. He a fighter fighter. He a hitter hitter. He got footwork. He got the feet work like Shaquille O'Neal be saying. He got feet work, y'all. But, but yeah, dog, like, that nigga realized that, you know, he, you know, Wilder came out early with the intention of knocking Fury out. Now, he did knock him down a couple of times, but then Tyson Fury came back and knocked him down. And it was just like a back and forth thing. But after that third round, Fury hit Wilder was something that he never really recovered from <clears throat> because of the fact that that punch was very significant and then once he got rocked like that Wilder started going away from what was working because he had a jab he had a lead left and a right jab that was working for him and all of a sudden after that hit he never went back to it. And then when Wilder would be trying to land that punch, right? That same right hand that knocks everybody out. He would drop his guard and Tyson Fury, the great boxer that he is, that motherfucker just played pitter-pat to his, to, with him. And then, of course, you know, Tyson Fury used the same tactic from the second fight on him to wear him down but you know this time it took a little bit longer to wear him down 
But he was tagging Wilder so scandalous, bro. He was just hitting him with ease. And just, he was, and then Wilder, you know, it was the same result as the second fight. It was like, you know, he was losing his leg strength. And he was looking wobbly, 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 drop it like it's hot. You know what I'm saying? That nigga did the wobbly, wobbly. That nigga did the wobble, wobble. You see you shake it, shake it. Let me see if you drop it, drop it. Now take it, take it. You know what I'm saying? He was taking too many punches. Nigga, you're not Muhammad Ali. You saw what happened to Ali. That motherfucker got Parkinson's from that fight that he was taking all them goddamn punches in. So then, you know, Wilder got his ass down again. Fury got right the fuck back up. And it looked like he was about to control the fight. Then Fury started leaning on Cuz again, leaning on him again. Wilder just kept throwing that right, throwing that right, throwing that right. And missing. And then Fury just jabbed him up, crossed him. Then that uppercut. Tyson Fury's uppercut is mean and vicious. Mind you, this dude is 6'9". 280. That nigga an offensive lineman. Wilder 6'7", 240. So, Fury still knew he had a fucking weight advantage over Dog. But, um, then once that 11th round came along, or was it the 10th round? I think it was the 11th round he got knocked out in. Once Wilder hit him with that right cross and that fucking uppercut, he was done. Like, the ref just had enough because, you know, he'd been sparing Wilder the entire fight because he should have been done. But at this point, the referee had to save Deontay Wilder's life because that nigga could have died with all that punishment he was taking. But shout out to Deontay Wilder, though. That shit is not easy to do, what he just did. To take all that punishment and to still have the, the strength to still fight. If he hadn't uh, got caught and played horrible defense, Wilder could have lasted all 12 rounds, but he definitely would have lost, for sure. Because Fury was on the comeback swing. But Wilder got him a few rounds, though, especially early on. But he eventually just ran out of energy like he did the last couple fights because of the, you know, Fury leaning on the brother. You know what I'm saying? So. But I'm saying, though. Wilder showed a lot of poise and a lot of heart. But if Wilder wants to continue boxing, people are going to know that you're a one-trick pony. So, you have to surprise them and work on other elements of your offensive arsenal because you're just known for knocking people out. Fury was the only person to take you 12 rounds. Everybody else got knocked the fuck out. As of now, Tyson Fury's the best boxer in the world because he took out the former heavyweight champion, Twice out of three and tied with him. So, 
until now I don't even know who the fuck can beat Tyson Fury in his weight class because I don't know anybody there hasn't been like a legit heavyweight since Wilder and before Wilder who the fuck was it that was killing in the heavyweight division like that But that was an incredible fight. Definitely a classic. All right, man. Back to the uh, the heavyweight Detroit scammers, a.k.a. the NBA niggas. Yeah, Ice Cube, Big Three. Holla at the scammers. Man, pay your niggas, man. Pay your niggas, Cube. It's not looking good, Cube. All of the scamming-ass niggas, what I didn't mention on the last show was... They are facing 20 plus years in prison. Now, I have heard that if the players can play, pay back their money, they might get probation. It's a possibility they may get probation. But if they are unable to come up with the money, they got to do at least a 20 brick. A 20 piece chicken McNugget. And the slammer. That's, that's what I'm hearing from the streets is if they can pay back their money that they scammed away, they might get probation. They still probably may have to do some time, but it's a possibility they could get probation. However, Terrence Williams is not going to be off the hook. No matter if he paid back the money or not, he's the mastermind. So he got to do time. He doing at least a 10 brick. A 10-piece. At least that. Now, Tony Allen's wife was also arrested with the players. She was one of the main participants in the scam along with Tony. He put, you know, Tony put shit in his wife's name. And then, you know, sad news coming out of that camp is, um, I heard that Sebastian Telfair could not afford a lawyer. Damn. This dude was making NBA money. Now that nigga ain't making McDonald's money. That motherfucker can't even, ain't making motherfucking, um, you know what I'm saying? That nigga ain't making enough money <laughs> to say paper or plastic. Now, Sebastian Telfair is no stranger to, uh, you know, catching cases. You know, Telfair has been on the wrong arm of the law for a long time. And, I mean, I heard he was locked up now for a gun case. So, you, I don't know how he got involved. You know, there's no, I, I need the backstory on how Sebastian Telfair was involved. Because it, this contained a lot of notable names. Especially Big Bitch Davis. Big Titty Davis. <laughs> but that's a goddamn shame, man. These dudes just got greedy after their NBA careers. That's crazy that an assistant head coach was scamming and yamming. That's just a goddamn shame. But yeah, man, that shit is hella sad, bro. Silk Sonic, man, the wait is finally fucking over for a date. Now, in the King Known universe, 
that Silk Sonic album is um, releasing on November 12, making it ineligible for this year's King Known Awards. But however, next year, it will be eligible and definitely will probably be in that conversation for uh, best um, non-hip-hop album. Because, you know, the world has been waiting ever since they released um, Leave the Door Open, which is, I believe, triple platinum now. Triple platinum status, I believe, as of a few weeks ago. That's, that's one of the best records of the year, hands down. No doubt in my mind. Here's the thing, though. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I like their second single, uh, Skate. Skate is a very catchy record. It's not as good as the other one, but it's a, it's a hit. It's a, it's probably gonna be a mid, a mid, mid hit at best. But it's a decent song. Yeah, I just can't wait till November 12th. It's gonna be a very interesting, uh, interesting day. Um. We got some news released about uh, Ben Simmons. Um, Rich Paul is trying to persuade a negotiation with the 76ers that allows Ben Simmons to come to a training camp and, 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 and report to the team officially. Although all of the bridges are burned, the uh, Sixers are still seek, seeking a trade and Reports came out that Ben Simmons will, you know, if prompted and traded, he is willing to go to the Sacramento Kings. And that would be great for him. That would be perfect. Nigga, if I was Elton Brand right now, I'm on the phone. Like, nigga, I'll take Marvin Bagley. Just give me this month. Just here. Because as I have reported on previous shows, these niggas are willing to part ways with Davion Mitchell, their first round pick. They got a hundred guards, so I can completely understand why, but bitch, I would never depart with Davion Mitchell. He's a defensive pit bull, and offensively, he reminds me of Donovan Mitchell. So... Me personally, you know, they tried to offer um, Halliburton, Heald, and Bagley, and Mitchell in a pick for Simmons. And they declined uh, originally. But now that desperation has kicked in on both sides, they are looking to actively shop. Because there are teams that are interested. There are teams that are interested in um, Simmons. But the six, the Sixers have to stop being greedy and just give him up, man. He he said that you know he's willing to go to Sacramento. And that would be a great move. It's a new city. He doesn't he wouldn't be under scrutiny, under pressure, because Philadelphia, they're a passionate sports town.
I mean, it depends on who they give up. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep De'Aaron Fox. I mean, you would want to keep your superstar. That be That's two stars right there. Ben Simmons will help the Sacramento Kings immediately. You know, he won't help them, you know, win any playoff games. If they, Well, you know, you know they're not going to the motherfucking playoffs, no matter how hard they try with any fucking team. Sacramento cursed. But I would encourage Ben Simmons to go there. But it'll be kind of awkward if he reported to camp and he got to look at all these people that talk that shit about him in, in their faces. You know, that's why I'm kind of more like going Ben Simmons' side a little bit as far as I wouldn't show up to the team either after they just shit on me and just basically told me that I'm nothing. I mean, he ain't shit, but, you know, he still got great defense and he can pass very well. But he's just a bitch. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a t better term, a bitch when it comes down to, you know, scoring, you know what I'm saying? Like, showing up when need be, attacking the rim. Like, he should be dunking every fucking time. It's not that many people that can stop him at the rim. He just, Simmons needs to develop a killer mentality instead of a weak mentality. Even if he can't shoot, hook shot, mid-range, use the backboard, something. The Lakers, the Los Angeles Fakers, ha, 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 hi, Fakers fans. Nah, man, y'all not true Laker fans. True Lakers fans know that this Mamba shit here, this ain't bronze shit. That's Mamba shit. All right, that's first off. Second off, a real Lakers fan would not embrace this bullshit culture right now of super teams. But the Los Angeles Fakers are 0-4 in the preseason. Is this a cause for concern? Or it's like all you motherfuckers are saying, it's just preseason. Shit, ain't just preseason, nigga. There are flaws within this team as far as team chemistry goes. On, it's just like last year. On paper, it looked, man, it looked like the Lakers was going to repeat when they got that team last year because they did a lot during preseason. They did a lot during preseason. They had the best offseason. But... This year, you know, they get a star in Westbrook. And Westbrook, you know, he's shooting four of 19 in the first two games of the preseason. And the last game, he had nine turnovers in the short amount of time that he played. And then in the first game, he had six turnovers. So 15 turnovers in two games, that's not good. Then you got the all-time leader, and turnovers in LeBron James on the same team. You know what that means? They're going to probably lead the league in turnovers. We kind of knew that Westbrook and LeBron would clash because of the styles that they play. They play a similar style, except LeBron is just a better overall player than Westbrook. That's the only difference.
That's the only difference is um, LeBron is just a better overall player. Now, Anthony Davis is having a good fucking um, preseason. But that nigga, that nigga needs some help. <laughs> I mean, Carmelo Anthony is was playing pretty good from what I saw. But the Phoenix Suns obliterated that ass. Let me tell you something about these teams in the Western Conference. These young teams, these young up-and-coming teams like Denver, Utah, Phoenix, Memphis, Lakers. Let me put this. Let me let me put this to you. These motherfuckers ain't scared of y'all. They're not. You know when LeBron first got there with AD, the whole world was scared of these dudes. They had Luca pissing in his pants. You know John Morant. You know wasn't necessary. Was a little bit too young to handle them. Now, these niggas can handle y'all. Y'all motherfuckers could be beaten no matter what team is there. Utah's not scared of y'all. As I recall, the last game I saw y'all play against the Utah Jazz, they kicked y'all ass. Donovan Mitchell lit y'all up for 30-plus. Rudy Gobert is an excellent rim protector. And LeBron James has struggled versus rim protectors throughout his career. And this is an older LeBron James. This is year 19 for Cuz. He's not the same player. Carmelo Anthony is somebody I I worry about. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, if I was the opponent. Kendrick Nunn, that's a player that I'm like, oh, shit. If he gets hot. Rondo. Rondo's still Rondo. DeAndre Jordan and, and, and Dwight Howard, they've been playing excellent this preseason. They're lob threats. And I like the way Rondo runs his group of players. That's a bright spot for Los Angeles. But that doesn't mean shit when you're getting beat by 20 in four fucking preseason games. With the exception of the last game versus um, um, Golden State. Golden State put their ass in a blender. Shout out to Jordan Poole. Like, this dude looks like, I, it looks like we already got our most improved player candidates, as I said. Kevin Porter Jr., Jordan Poole. It was another dude in there that I that I forgot. That's probably going to be in the conversation for most improved player. I forgot the other guy. Oh, that Anthony Edwards. That's who it was. Anthony Edwards. So you got three candidates that are going to shock the world this year with their teams, with their respective teams. That Nuggets and Timberwolves game, ladies and gentlemen, that was incredible. That was the best game of the preseason when the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves played the Denver Nuggets and it went to overtime. Bones Highland versus... Uh, I think it was, his name is uh, Jordan Nowell. Nowell. I'm probably fucking this nigga name up right now. That's why I usually like to. Um, the customer requested you, know, you uh, hand them that's the why order. I like to. Um, Additional instructions are oh, provided in the Dasher app. But anyway, um, my bad about that. Currently in the middle of working and shit, so don't mind that. Um, I think his name is Jordan Nowell from the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. This dude got game. And he played last year. And he improved at basically everything from his first year to his second year. J. 
Jalen Nowell. I'm sorry, bro. My I apologize for that. Jalen Nowell, that dude could be an X factor for Minnesota this year. Minnesota could be a good team if they all stay healthy, but they won't make the playoffs. But they could have a chance of knocking at the door for the uh, play-in game. Shout out to Jalen Nowell though. Bones Highland was cooking. This dude, I told niggas, and fucking Bones Highland showed niggas that he is legit. He is ready for the NBA. You know, despite his size, you know what I'm saying? He's uh, he a little dog, but he tall. And he was working, motherfuckers. He pushed that overtime game. You know what I'm saying? He was doing a lot of trash talk. Pat him and Pat Bev was going back and forth on the bench. You know, he Pat Bev was like, too much talking. But that was a hell of an overtime game between Minnesota and, and, and Denver. I don't know if I mentioned at the last show. I probably didn't. But yeah man that's pretty much all i needed to get off my chest today um thank you for listening um this is king known uncensored <laughs> mama said knock you out <laughs> and i'm out of here